Welcome back to the Meddling Kids Podcast, your groovy review of Scooby-Doo. I'm Julie Kin, your best friend, and today we're talking about a menace in Venice. Keep in mind, this is one of the last episodes of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Let me know if you have any thoughts on how to celebrate before we go on to the new Scooby-Doo movies. We start our episode with a cloudy, Scooby-normative, spooky night, and we see the Venice Opera House. Keep in mind this title's written in English on the Opera House, and it's a beautiful gold building. Inside the Opera House, over spooky music, we see a performance occurring, and the camera pans over to a statue of a bust. Now, that means, like, the head and top portions of the shoulders for you Neanderthals out there. The sign above the bust says, Doge Malvolion, and he certainly sounds like a descendant of the Marvolo clan a la Harry Potter. The bust has a weird helmet, and he's wearing a gold necklace with a huge gold triangle and purple gem. It's a cross between the signs for the Illuminati and the Harry Potter Deathly Hollow symbol. Suddenly, we see the Scooby normative weather inside the theater. There's clouds or smoke in there. Danger! Then a masked person in a cape leaps to one of the box seat balconies and grabs a rope hanging from the ceiling. He, question mark, swings over to Malvolio's bust and grabs the necklace while laughing. I say he because the tremendous upper body muscles, you know, it's kind of typical of a male form, but the figure has really nice legs and is wearing what could either be a skirt-short combo or just a really long tunic over shorts. All I'm saying is that the door is open to all sexes and genders in the Scooby-verse. Anyway, the conductor shouts in English, It's the ghostly gondolier! Now, just for the rest of the episode, everyone speaks in English, but they do use Italian accents, and all the signs are in English. Okay, I will stop making my snarky remarks about English. The crowd and the performers all gasp as the ghostly gondolier swings back into the box seats and teasingly shakes the necklace at everyone. Such sass. The ghostly gondolier then gondoliers away, and by the way, gondoliering away must be the slowest form of getaway imaginable. And he tells the camera, soon the Doge's treasure will be mine. All of this is seeming a lot like Voldemort would do, just saying. Meanwhile, we see the gang and Scooby under a sign that says, welcome to Venice. And the mystery machine is open so we can see it's chock full of suitcases. And just in case we're still confused about where they are, Velma says, so this is Venice. Daphne reminds everyone how fortunate they are that their friend Antonio invited them for a visit. We then have a bizarre scene in which a ship called the San Marco pulls up to dock. But a huge fish dressed up like a traffic cop has a stop sign, and he pops out of the water to stop the boat for a goldfish crossing. Shaggy explains that this is the only city where fish have the right of way. I predict a scuffle between Scooby and some fish at some point in this episode. The girls and Fred go off to find a gondolier, and Shaggy and Scooby are delegated to taking care of the luggage. Scooby piles all the luggage on Shaggy, thus resulting in him toppling luggage and all into a different gondolier than the one Velma and Daphne are waiting in. They ask him about another gondolier, but their gondolier? I don't know what you call the human who gondoliers the gondolier? I'm messing this up. He says, there is no one else, only me. So Scooby takes over on the second gondolier. He and Shaggy sing a duet about Venice pizza, since they are on the way to their friend Antonio's pizzeria. 
Then all of a sudden, Scooby sees the ghostly gondolier laughing while gondoliering in the distance. Scooby and Shaggy are so scared that they tip over their boat and the luggage flies into two neat piles that they use to paddle over to their friends. Fred is not going to be pleased if his cravats are all moist. He hates that. They rejoin the kids on land and tell them they saw a ghost. Seriously, he wasn't transparent. He had no indication of being previously alive but heretofore dead. He was just a creepy dude. Why, every time in this show do they think anything odd is a ghost? Maybe that's code for axe-wielding, suspicious, homicidal maniac. The gondolier, the human guy, and Velma say it was probably just a fog. Fred corrals everyone inside to see Antonio. Okay, remember how I said all the dudes in the diabolical disc demon episode looked like Greg Brady? I take it back. This dude looks like Greg Brady. And oh my gosh, he's also wearing a pendant just like the one the ghostly gondolier took. I like Antonio. He offers his guests food right away, but Shaggy and Scooby offer to do the cooking themselves. In the kitchen, we see a meat grinder that Shaggy uses to make spaghetti noodles. Scooby puts his ear up to it as Shaggy's grinding, and a long noodle goes through his head and out the other side. I really hope they don't serve this. Have you looked in a dog's ear lately? Then Scooby pitches lumps of dough to Shaggy, and Shaggy hits them into the wood-fired oven using a big pizza-getting paddle thingy as a bat. These result in a pile of tasty-looking pepperoni pizzas. While all of this is going on, we get to hear some exciting exposition from the dining room. We glean that Antonio has an amazing work ethic. In addition to running his restaurant, he's also in art school. All that in a perfectly maintained perm? He's the complete 70s package. Velma gets right to the good stuff. What about your famous ancestor, Doge Marvolo IV? He apparently remains a mystery, as does his treasure and his missing portrait. All he left behind was four medallions, like the one on Antonio's hairless chest. And one of these was just stolen. Scooby carries in the pile of pizzas, and Fred is a total Fred about it. Instead of thanking Scooby and Shaggy for the hard work, he just demands, make sure they're sliced up. Scooby throws all the pizzas up into the ceiling fan, which perfectly slices them all and lands them back onto everyone's plates. Shaggy throws the last pizza directly to Scooby, who catches it on his tongue and eats it in one chomp. After eating, we see the gang outside. Now we get to see that <laughs> pizzeria is called Merchant Venice Pizza, not Merchant of Venice. I'm guessing there are competing Shakespeare-themed pizzerias in Venice and that Antonio had to go with this weird grammatical take to avoid trademark and copyright laws. Maybe I can get our legal consultant Olaf to weigh in on this. As Antonio is thanking Scooby and Shaggy for the vittles, one of Antonio's friends runs up and shouts that Professor Solori sent him. This dude is a ginger named Mario, who's a classmate at the academy. Mario tells us that the ghostly gondolier has struck again and taken the medallion at the opera. Therefore, only two are left, including the one around Antonio's neck. Dude, get it into a safe deposit box. Or take the Euro train to Switzerland and store it there. They've got three-factor authentication. They all go to the academy so that Dr. Solari can explain. On the way to his office, Antonio shows us pictures of his ancestors, all of whom are wearing the medallions and all of whom also have green eyes. As the big kids move on, Shaggy and Scooby find a painting of the ghostly gondolier. An older dude asks them if they're interested in the ghostly gondolier, and this terrifies them. It's like 
the non-ghostly gondolier we met earlier, I guess the corporeal gondolier, this dude is also tall and speaks menacingly. He's kind of like Vincent Price crossed with Al Pacino. He's probably a nice guy, but Scooby and Shaggy are unreasonably terrified. He informs them that the ghostly gondolier has been dead for 500 years. So I'm confused. Was ghostly gondolier his nickname back when he was alive, too? Antonio comes over and introduces this creepy dude as Professor Solari. Professor S tells everyone about the ghostly gondolier. Again, flashback. Doge Marvolio IV sentenced the ghostly gondolier to the dungeons for life for the crime of high treason. The ghostly gondolier threatened to haunt the city forever. He then escaped and led a rebellion against Doge Malvolio's fascist dictatorship, or possibly against his peaceful rule. We'll never know. The next scene of the flashback shows us the opera house on fire. Dude, I get sometimes you need to topple the monarchy, but don't destroy the arts along with it. Okay, now I'm back on the dojo side, and not just because it sounds like the Shiba Inu doge meme. The remaining medallion is safe in the museum next door because Professor Solari is a steadfast caretaker who would never take his responsibilities lightly. Oh, never mind, disregard. He tells the kids he has important work to do, and he tosses the keys to the museum to Fred to check out the medallion and whatever else they might feel like looting. While the kids check out the museum, we see the corporeal gondolier row by. Velma is totally skeeved out. Antonio goes over to the case, and fortunately, the medallion is safely locked in. But just to keep it extra, extra safe, he unlocks the case, takes it out, and passes it to Daphne to check out. She passes it around to the others, and we see a black gloved hand trying to grab it from behind a curtain. Fred suggests that Daphne try it on, because it will make her even more abductable than usual. She puts it on, and the ghostly gondolier jumps in the room and chases her and the other kids all around. She ends up with him in a gondolier, of course. But this guy has some weird issues. Daphne is stuffed into a huge sack with just her head sticking out. She's hollering as loud as she can for help, and Fred directs the team to try to catch them. Fortunately, the gondolier is going really slow, so the kids are able to catch up quickly. Antonio is almost caught up to the gondolier, but Shaggy and Scooby run into a clothesline and get bounced back on top of all the other kids while wearing ridiculous outfits. Fred sees the ghostly gondolier and Daphne turn a corner, but when he gets around the corner on foot, it's a dead end and the gondolier has vanished. Velma finds a weird gray metal-looking thing and pockets it with a smile. Fred is all business and urges everyone to keep up the hunt. The scene changes and we see Daphne in a primitive-looking dungeon cell. She appears unharmed on the outside, but I can't imagine the emotional toll on the inside. The ghostly gondolier comes up to her on the outside of the cell and taunts her with the three medallions he now has. What evil plan lurks in his heart? We'll find out after this commercial break. Nerd Therapy, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Hey, we're in a field. It's the most boring corn circle I've ever seen. Well, considering it's all straight lines, it's the worst corn circle. <laughs> all right, as you guys round the corner, you can hear a ruckus coming from the back of the farmhouse. Is this like a domestic situation? Hey, there's a guy in front of him. Hey, there's a couple guys. Are they dead? Are those bodies? They're not dead. They're trying to fight off whatever these creatures are. What the heck are these? It's like it's the Green Goblin. 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 Like what you hear? Hit the subscribe button. Hi, I'm Lainey, host of the new podcast, We're All Just Pretending. 
It's a podcast that has elements of Dear Abby with a twist of post-secret. Every episode, I'll read listener questions and provide advice and insight as a friend. My own pod friends will even join in and offer their advice on parenting, relationships, and even give you really bad advice on purpose. Since we all have secrets to share, there'll also be a segment focusing on letting the skeletons out of your closet. If you're looking for advice or want to share a secret, head to allpretendingpod.com. And remember, we're all just pretending here. Okay, we're back. The kids reunite with Mario and head back to the academy. Professor Solari says there's no paintings of the doge, but that there are other paintings from that period. Some are upstairs and some are in the basement, where Mario and Antonio were repairing them. Sounds like the gang should split up. Scooby and Shaggy go with Antonio to the basement. Mario leaves Fred and Velma by the upstairs entrance while he goes to Professor's office for the keys. Man, this dude needs better key management protocols. We hear an argument in the distance, and then the ghostly gondolier shouting, No, the last medallion is mine! This dude is such a showboater. Fred and Velma run into the office and see a huge mess. The place is all turned over. While Fred destroys clues and evidence by trying to clean up, he posits that the ghostly gondolier must have thought that Mario was Antonio and grabbed him by mistake to get the medallion. Among the remains of this office, Velma finds a bit of red plastic and figures it's a clue. I hope Velma never investigates my house. She'll think all the random dog hair, Magic the Gathering cards, and Legos are important clues. They go looking for Professor Solari and the others, and we see the creepy corporeal gondolier following them. Meanwhile, Antonio and Scooby and Shaggy are investigating the basement, and we see the ghostly gondolier sneak out from a moving wall behind a picture of himself. It's very meta. It's dark, so Scooby and Shaggy hold hands so they don't get separated. Adorable! Scooby also grabs Antonio's hand, but of course it turns out he's actually grabbed the ghostly gondolier's hand. Chase scene! During this, the ghostly gondolier disappears and Antonio is gone too. The whole gang reconvenes, minus Daphne, Antonio, Mario, and the professor. And Scooby does his sad whining thing that always devastates me. Settle down, Julie. Just a show. Happy ending coming in T-minus seven minutes. Good news! They find remarkably clear footprints leading away. Over peppy music, they follow the tracks and end back at water. They see the ghost gondoliering away. They grab another gondolier, but this doesn't go well as the ghostly gondolier uses his pole to poke a hole in their gondolier so that they will sink the four feet to the bottom of the river. Scooby is bounced out of the boat and accidentally lands on a tripwire that opens a secret passage. He bounces back into the museum and runs into a wall that also turns around. He's stuck in a secret wall or passage, and we now see on the other side of the turning wall the missing portrait of Doge Marvolo, and lo and behold, he's wearing all four medallions in a square pattern. Fred and Velma are thrilled to see this, also thrilled to hear the voices of Daphne, Antonio, Scooby, and Shaggy, although I'm not sure how Shaggy ended up in there. It was only Scooby previously, but I'm sure our friends at the Scooby-Doo Justice Project podcast will be able to explain this. Have you listened to that show yet, by the way? You really should. It's hilarious. Fred and Velma free everyone and are surprised that Mario isn't with the captives. They all head to a specific piazza that was featured in the painting. They find him using a medallion 
and when I say him, I mean the ghostly gondolier, using a medallion to open a hidden and locked underground staircase. Those 16th century Venetians really knew how to use hydraulics. The kids and Woofer follow him down below the surface. Scooby comes across a giant spider web and cuts out a Great Dane-shaped hole to get through without knocking down the rest of the web. Sweet little doge. Further on, the kids see an open door, and behind it they hear the ghostly gondolier laughing evilly. I think a lot of these villains could have gotten away if they'd been able to control their impulsive laughing. Fred needlessly shushes everyone. So bossy, we get it, Fred. And then they spy on the ghostly gondolier as he plays with a huge box of treasures. He blows the dust off a crown, and this makes Scooby sneeze and give away their position. Chase scene! Scooby and Shaggy go up an ancient dumbwaiter and end up on top of the building. They see the other kids across the way. Scooby and Shaggy pretend to be statues, striking a clock bell. Then more chases. They climb on a dragon statue, and it breaks off and falls off the building. Shaggy lands safely with the other kids, but Scooby flies down into a gondola and then bounces back up into the air and around and around with the ghostly gondolier behind them. And after the dust settles, Mario is where the ghostly gondolier last was, but he's tied to a big pole and Scooby is safe. Also, he looks really calm and his eyes are very creepy because one is green and one is brown. And I just realized I meant to say gondola that whole time, not gondolier. The boat they're in is a gondola. The verb to steer it is gondoliering. And the dude driving the gondola is a gondolier. Ugh. I'm not going to re-record this whole episode. I'm so sorry, folks. I'm guessing you could figure it out from context clues. Okay, anyway, it turns out that Mario is also a descendant of the Doge. He concealed his green eyes by putting on red contact lenses, because apparently red and green make brown. That's why Velma found red plastic. He used a rubber gondola to get in and out of tight spaces. I'd like a rubber gondola to get in and out of my tight... Okay, moving on. That other weird grayish metal thing, it was an air canister he used to quickly reinflate the rubber gondola. Suddenly, the creepy gondolier arrives. He had the keys to the mystery machine and had been chasing them all over Venice, trying to give them back. The next day... We see Antonio, Fred, Velma, and Daphne sitting down for lunch al fresco. Scooby and Shaggy walk by with their arms full of huge sandwiches. They're excited for some serious eating, but unfortunately they can't see where they're going and they fall in the water. From under the water, we watch their food float away and mourn the fact that they didn't order submarine sandwiches instead. But their mood is happy because they once again saved the day. And that's the end of the episode. Thanks so much to Dave Seste for Night Surfing, our theme song. Thanks to my awesome family. Thanks to you phenomenal listeners. And thanks to Tiff Franks, who moderates the Meddling Kids podcast and Scooby-Doo discussion group. And just remember, next time you are stuffing teenagers in a dungeon, you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling kids. Meanwhile, Antonio and Scabby... <laughs> <sighs>